With Cabba and Largy. <laughs> Hello, Cabba. We've already done introductions, hey, but how are you fucking going, mate? Yeah, I already told you, mate. Tell uh, the audience that I'm well. Uh, Cabba's well, everyone, and also with you. Yeah. Lift up your lodge. <laughs> Lift it up to Shambord. I don't know. What is that Sh- shit? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Black currant liqueur. What am I? You ever had oh, that yeah. stuff? It's fucking disgusting. I don't think so. No. But are you drinking right now? No, of course not. And here it is, a shot of vodka. The exact thing that you've been complaining about doing every night of your life at the moment. Oh, no, it's tough, isn't it? Oh, what's that one? Hop- a beer. Oh, shit. Hop hogs from the other night. Oh, yeah, nice. Mm. To see you. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes do have to be drunk to talk to each other because otherwise it is really, really boring. Yeah, agreed. What's uh- the goss? What are you on about today? Uh, don't know. Immediately, I've just come off and also finished doing the uh, sort of last bits of the nine foot thing, EP. So just kind of placed samples. They've got a few funny samples between songs. Did a quick master. Man, I am no mastering engineer. I've actually made recommendations. <laughs> they go to someone else. Mm. Um, especially being a short EP, like it's probably pretty good bang for the buck, so to speak. And yeah, also sure. with you. Um, cool. And how about any um any nine foot super soldier news at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's done. And then immediately after, the reason I didn't answer your Skype call, which oddly came through and also appeared on my phone, was yeah. I was recording some vocal ideas to send down to Owen because he's going to do vocals on those couple of tracks I did late last year with Al. So. We cha- Shit a brick. Yeah, we chatted about him a few weeks ago when I was down in Bremer Bay, Bremer Spray. Yeah. And yeah, we had some, um, he had some ideas, I had some ideas. So now, yeah, I'm just giving him my ideas in sort of demo. You know that, you ever watched that Cannibal Corpse DVD? Fuck, what's it called? Centuries of Something Torment? Something Through Torment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that a while ago. Yeah, you know how all, all the dudes do demos and they do like whispering vocals? Yeah, yeah. So I was doing whispering cool, vocals man. when you That's, were calling. That's um, also, I believe, if I remember correctly, that Ian has done that in the past. Makes sense. And put distortion and also, on? Also put um, vocals onto tracks that aren't proper singing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty good. I think you may have actually done that on My Dying Throws. Definitely when we did. one day finished the track dissections of the new album. Oh, yeah. We would have gone over that. Should Are we supposed to finish that? Who even cares? Should we do one today? Impromptu? Yeah, right. What do we got? Where did we get up to? Oh, fuck, dude. I think we needed two of those episodes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we got to the end of Mantra. I agree. Possible. But but um, so just next before we... Went. Yeah, before we start on that, though, uh, didn't you have some, uh, shit, <laughs> some shit you were going to talk about <laughs> in regards to buying equipment? A pedal or something? Did I? Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about, um, because recently when, as the listeners would know from every episode, I've been selling heaps of shit uh, that I didn't really need anymore in order to buy um, the new, my EVH mini head and a new guitar and a few things. So 
in order to do that, I just sold everything that I've got that I don't use anymore. And one of those things, well, a few of those things being all of my effects pedals. And now that they're gone, I've realized I need one. <laughs> yeah. So it's time for me to buy a new one. Uh, and so, yeah, something along the lines of just a boss super chorus or some shit like that. You had exactly uh, So I was going to ask you your recommendations. Yeah, I did have exactly oh, that, yeah. And I had an acoustic close. simulator, which is also pretty nice. And I thought it didn't work, right? So I put on eBay, um, the light was faulty or something. And someone still bought it at a discounted price. And he messaged me when he got it and saying, thanks, man, sick. it works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fuck. Yeah, shit. Yeah, anyway, that... so, but I've seen um, your pedal collection. You've got, you know, some vintage weird stuff. I don't know what any of it is, so would like your thoughts. I'll tell you what, I always hang shit on Cabba for being scared of pedals and anything except for a guitar and an amp. Bring a few pedals. I brought a reverb, a delay, and a chorus down to jam practice the other week. He plugs them in, instantly don't work. <laughs> Move to the next one, doesn't work. Move to the next one, click, 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 click. Oh, try a new battery. Click, click, try a new lead. Click, Change click. leads, yeah. Oh, man, what is with you? And I actually haven't tested them since. If they're broken, okay. I'm going to sell them on eBay as is and then find out they work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if you put them on now and they work, though, I just don't get it anymore. And that's probably a sign that I shouldn't buy a pedal. Yeah. Just one extra thing to worry about live. But um, just a plain clean tone does sound a bit shit for a couple of yeah. like solo clean lead bits. Yeah, part of it is that if it's you playing clean tone by yourself, well, I suppose you just need to turn it up a bit for for starters. Yeah, I know you have that thing yeah, where you don't want clean tone to overpower when you kick into distortion, but half the time with clean tone is because the way distortion works is that it's com- it's heavily compressed. That's what sort mm. of distortion is in part. So when it kicks in, it's like the average volume of the distortion is louder than the average volume of the clean, unless you're using a compressor or something. So yeah, I don't know if it's even mm. just the volume, but it just sounds a bit thin and like between notes, there's nothing. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Could do with a bit of spicing up. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. But I mean, you've mentioned to me in the past that I'm like, turn your clean tone up, mate. And you're like, oh, I don't want it to sound weak when we kick into distortion. All right. But I think, yeah, part of that is because it's only you playing. So when we kick into distortion, it's usually bass, keys, um, and two guitars kicking in with drums. So I don't think that's a problem. But yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. It's a bit dry. There's no sustain. Yeah. No, Which is cool for like the strumming bits. Um, but yeah, plain leads, forget about it. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Bargains with Ash? Well, if you didn't already prove to me that you could break even a perfectly working pedal. Um, yeah. I got my chorus pedal. It's a DoD FX. Oh, shit. I want to say 60-something. It's a chorus, stereo chorus pedal from the early 90s, late 80s. And, man, that didn't cost me much. Maybe like 60, 70 bucks if you score a bargain on eBay. But I'm thinking like you really need to figure out what sort of thing you want out of your sound Um, and you want a bit of lushness and you want a bit of sustain. You sort of can't get it all necessarily from one pedal, but I know you hate pedals, so you kind of have to get it in one pedal. So I'd only be using it a couple of times during a set, to be honest. Yeah, so Um, I'd want... So it's not going to be a huge deal. I'd want something that almost gives you a bit of a volume boost. So... Mm -hmm in a way a reverb might be out of the question because it's sort of 
pushes everything back a little bit. That that might work, but I don't know. I don't think reverb's quite what you're after. But I also don't think chorus is because chorus is on light. It's very upfront, but it's also very dry. I'm almost thinking some kind of a cool delay pedal that maybe is kind of programmable where you can have like delays, but also it kind of gives that effect that it is reverb. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's tight enough that it stays up front, but it's got enough in the way of repeats that it kind of feels a bit like a reverb. And I'm thinking... Does that pedal exist? Yeah, I think there is this TC Electronics pedal. God, I wish I was prepared for this. Tron X Delay. It's, It's not carbon copy. It's some fucking thing. Flashback, that's the one. And I'm pretty sure with this flashback pedal, although it ain't exactly cheap, brand new, you can do a quarter note and an eighth note delay, like it does two different delays. And I think that that's enough to set it over the edge. Like the quarter note delay just gives you that nice sort of hang and Mm -hmm. also nice ring out. And then the eighth note sort of gives you the delay feeling. So that that's an idea. Yep. Maybe maybe watch some videos on it. But man, I'll tell you what, the market these days for fucking boutique pedals is off the chain. And I do remember seeing what? one called the um the Avalanche run. And I betcha that one of those two bands, the first band we played with, um fuck, what were they called? Way back Waste Not. Waste Not. Oh. Waste Not. Yeah. And the other one was Durac C. Yep. One of those dudes, it sounds like they're using this Avalanche Run pedal, which is like a crazy delay modulation psycho pedal, dreamy sonic discovery device, um, lush reverb and delay. But that's a bit more money, but fucking hell, that would that would give you some serious um, rigidness if you were into that sort of thing. I've just eBayed delay pedal yep uh, and there's lots of options there for my price range which is definitely under a hundred dollars oh really okay yeah uh, yeah you're fucked then yeah so you're with the classics most which of these are new i mean behringer vintage delay probably shit you know what man fuck it mm. if it works who cares yeah exactly. oh what it's noisy actually there's a lot of nice ones that just look quite small like a you know, it could fit in your hand size pedal, which I like the idea of also. Moore? Probably no name brands. M O O E R. Some of them. Uh, okay. I'll look at that. They're small and they're like Chinese clones a la um, yeah. Behringer, but they get a pretty good rap. Yep. So Enjoy under 100 though. bucks. Yeah, that's another yeah. one, sort of like Moa. Or more. Dog shit. No, 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 man. They get, oh. they get good rap, say. And also. Um, yeah, wrap your cock in yeah. something. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I'll uh, shop later, but thanks for the tips and also for the advice. <laughs> uh, that brand of pedal that I have called an Arion, A-R-I-O-N, they do a delay and that often comes up and also presents itself very cheap as well. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, it's peeled. Um, I'll get on the old gum tree probably as well. Yeah. Man, there's quite a lot of shit out there. Yeah, pretty cool. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, um, track dissection is up to the song. 
that I call Hollow Land and you call? When night's passed and sunlight shone. Yeah, which is the, I guess, the fifth song on the album. What do you think about that thing? What's your story on uh, Probably my favourite now. Yeah. And it's funny because it's one of those songs that was just jumbled together at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jesse and I had a few ideas for like a part of a song. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, I think it was Jesse's idea to, because you have created some songs before, um, which may or may not be full songs. So we poached some stuff from your ideas, plonked them into these other ideas, uh, put them into the same key, obviously, and whatever else. And it became a song. And it was pretty good. It was mostly pretty fast and brutal um, with some big breathing sections also uh, for choruses and whatnot. Uh, some things I like about it include the vocals over the chorus mm-hmm. because there is male and female both going on with different lyrics and at different times, which at first I thought was a very bizarre idea and I just did it for the sake of it. I think Jesse's been going on about an idea like that for quite a while and could finally do it and it sounds really cool. I like it. Uh, and there's other things, but I'll let you talk. Uh, yeah, I was enjoying that. But anyway, the just quickly here, I'm looking at a lot of these pedals. You got some pretty good fucking choices here. Get that, over the pedals, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. So, no. yeah, that started, I remember us jamming on that song that became Hollow Land or whatever. That was our working title. So that's what I remember. Um, yeah, and I'd written like the, the intro riff and then sort of, I guess, like a bridge or something. And remember jamming on that, just you, me and Jesse for ages. Like we mm. just did it on repeat for like a whole jam one time. And then I said, yeah, I hate it. And yeah, Jesse <laughs> said, I'm stealing that. And I thought it just wouldn't work. Like same thing that you're saying about that vocal thing. It's it's not just that they're screaming and clean vocals over it. It's that they actually go in different rhythms to each other. Mm. And that is something I could never have envisioned myself. But yeah, it worked out quite well. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, then there was a section in there that we left blank and it required a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And um, we had tossed around and also thought of different ideas of having guest musicians on the album. <laughs> uh, and so we'd not that long ago had a tour with Primal Frost who features at the guitarist, um, new guitarist Dean Arnold from Vital Remains. And uh, I believe you and Jesse were suggesting that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, flick it over to him and see what ha- what happens. I was probably not overly enthusiastic about the idea at first because I thought if that happens, we'll never be able to play it live. Yeah. Um, because we would not, none of our guitarists would be able to play that solo in real life. But nonetheless, we just went for it, and it sounds sick. Probably one of the best things we've ever done. So yeah, it went well. Yeah, pretty cool. Um. One funny thing with, well, it's not funny. One thing that happened with the recording of that song, the whole time, all of us except Jesse thought that the last bit had completely different chords than it did. And I was actually, Mm, that's true. I was mixing the album 
and I went, there is some gnarly clashing going on here. What the fuck? Or maybe maybe yeah. I was laying base for it or something. Like, I don't understand. So I asked her, I said, what are the what are the notes in here? She told me and I said, oh, well, that's because I thought she'd screwed up the keys as, you know, my first reaction is because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, sure enough, everyone else had been playing a song completely wrong the whole time. And yeah, we had to retrack the bass and the guitar in that end section. And even some of the licks in there needed to be redone to accommodate. Mm. So Amazing what happens in the studio sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was it. Yep. Also, we've tried uh, out playing that song live instead of there's like three sections of that end tail out. And on the last Australian tour, we did try maybe like three or four times to do five runs of that because we were like, this riff's cool. We should just play it like that. And like one or two times it worked pretty good. And then a few of the other times, people in the crowd were like, yep. So you definitely played that riff. Um, (laughs) Yawning. Yeah. So we sort of stopped doing that. Yep. Anyway, next one. Um, Silence uh, Yeah. The first song written on this album. Yeah. Finds itself tucked away at number six. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> cool. uh, and it was written a long time before any of the other songs, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was sort of like a weird thing because we hadn't put together any new songs for quite a while. So we were just jumping in the jam room and trying to like force it. It was a kind of a weird experience, I think, but we eventually started getting it. It's a very difficult song to play uh, in that it's very busy on guitar and also on drums. Would that be correct? Pretty busy, but that's like sort of a bread and butter song for me. Okay. Like that that real classic sort of yep. Swedish death, melodic death, thrash yep. thing. So, the, yeah, there was lots of the thrashy style and there was also some quite deathy kind of bits, I guess, and um, but also a few sections where it could kind of passes very proggy folk metal, I guess, or something, maybe a Dimmuwee style thing. Or I, don't, I don't really know. Okay. But yeah, it was funny. Like if that was going to set the tone for the album, it was probably going to be very interesting. But then the next song that came along on Desolate Plains, also Ruthless. Yeah. So right. yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy start to the songwriting process. I remember you showing me that song in America, in the RV, when we were in fucking New Jersey or some shit, like just after... You spent the nice wine. You still on that white wine? Yeah. Bought a carton all over it. Oh, and the rest. Oh, real good, man. Enjoyed (laughs) that. That was one of our top sellers up at the Bottolo back in the day. You know that? Really? Used to be six pack of white wine. No, no, no. That particular stuff used to sell for like four bucks a bottle. Which stuff? That you bought. What do you think I'm drinking? That, um. Sacred Hill? Is it? With all the medals on it? All the medals. Sacred Hill, oh. the blue label. Uh, no. The whatever whatever the girls were drinking last night. Yeah. Used to don't se- even know what that was. Used to sell for like four bucks and then yeah. everyone started buying it, so they jacked up the price. <laughs> yeah, and not a bad one. Anyway, yeah. fucking sorry the rest of the gang <laughs> listening in. Shit conversation. Yeah, so we're recording sometimes. Uh <laughs> before we actually played a gig in America. Um, this little prick Cabba and Jim and Sophie hung out with some of the bands and had a pretty interesting night. 
And when they were relaying that night to us in the RV, Cabba throws on this Silence Beckoning song. And I was like, holy fucking shit. What happened to Claim the Throne? Especially because we were yeah. like that night going to open the set with a yoi da doi da doi da doi or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty crazy. But, yeah, it didn't kind of, in a way, it set the tone for the fast stuff on the album. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But also, I had- don't know how it really sits in in the album. Um, like cool song and all, does it really need to be there? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. I like the end bit. I guess it's kind of maybe Opethy kind of influenced or some shit. Weird. Mm. Yeah. All right. Is that our song dissections? Two at a time. Should we do one more song? If you even if know you what's next. Um, it is. Windfall? Yeah, that's the cunt. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have got that. Uh, Take us away, Laji. Windfall occurred as uh, actually a portion of a song with the song Cunt 3, which is now called... Uh, My Dying Throws. Got it. Sweet. So, so riffs of each... I sort of had and I couldn't link them together. So they ended up mm-hmm. turning into two separate songs and completely fucking different songs at that. Um, yeah, pretty boring fucking song, to be honest. My <laughs> One of the songs that I wouldn't have minded if it wasn't on the album. Um, yeah, one. Of, by the way, that song was written in E tuning, which might be unique for the album because the rest is in B. Mm. And so an actual six-string guitar was used for all the rhythms, which is pretty crazy for a Claim the Throne song. And apart from that, I don't know. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You got anything fucking interesting on that piece of shit? <laughs> I like the uh, guitar picking throughout. Uh, probably maybe a new thing for Claiming the Thorn. Uh, pretty ruthless on the right hand. Oh yeah, and uh, matches in with the, the kicks pretty well. So I like that feel. I uh, also like this general speed of it. I thought it was reminding me a bit of Ensiferum mm-hmm. styling stuff. Uh, probably a live song. It's not as interesting to me because I tend to do quite the easy bits in that. Um, I don't like it live either. I'll be honest. Yeah, don't know. Like, it. I like the speed and energy and everything, but don't know. Yeah, I think it Probably needed lower on the list. Needed to be developed a bit more for sure. I reckon, which is why I, I would have been okay with it not being on the album. Mm. But um, yeah, still not bad. And uh, interesting, you say in Spherum because I think what I was thinking at the time was something like a Star Child kind of yep. riffing. But obviously, that's, I'm shit. So that's I did the same thing out. with the song Zephyrus. Star Child. Star Child, Star Child oh, influence. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Man, what Starting a song, with hey. Thing. Oh, a good. <laughs> probably the best Winter Sun <laughs> song, I'd so say. So good. And um, little Claim Throne, Climbing the Teat fact is mm. that when we were in Brizzy doing our uh, tour diary that we did, the song that I recorded was Star Child of their live <gasps> set. Yeah. Yawning isn't 
even a sign of anything being boring at all. <sighs> Sorry, mate. It's getting past Fat Cat's bedtime, that's all. Yeah, well, I was near fucking Duper Dog's house the other day. <laughs> you wouldn't know who he is. Do I? No, you wouldn't who know cares? who he is. Okay, so... um who gives 10 fucks? Boss BE5, guitar multiple effects. Five special selected effects for guitarists. Four pedals. It's got digital delay, chorus, noise suppressor, overdrive distortion, and a compressor. Hundred bucks, just near you on Gumtree. That's fucking weird. Interesting, okay. right? It, and by the yeah. way, it's indispensable for guitarists, according to the um, <laughs> description. The Gumtree write-up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I better get it then. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is probably one of those fucking steaming hot pieces of shit. <laughs> Four pedals. You don't need an overdrive. You don't need a compressor necessarily. You don't. Mm, you probably do need a noise suppressor, but you don't need this cunt engaged all the time. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, man, this wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't be the worst because you could use the overdrive and distortion as a lead boost when you do a solo. When you do that solo from um, when night passed and sunlight shone. You could click. You could just have no drive on that channel, just crank the level, keep the tone and color at twelve o'clock, and it'll just boost your signal like two decibels, so your solo cuts through better. Yeah, if you wanted to. Cool. And then, what did you search to find that? Uh, I searched. I believe my search was delay pedal, but if you searched Boss Vintage Pedal, it'd come up and also reveal itself to you. <laughs> and also with you. Be displayed on the website. And also with you and cold. <laughs> oh yeah, sorted vintage effects. So yeah. Anyway, whatever mate. We'll see what happens here. Yeah. So what have you been doing lately? Like tell me about your life cover. I feel like I don't see you anymore. I went to Bumpin Burger tonight. Oh yeah, what'd you get? Friend Bradley Weston of the Podge in Woodvale. I got the stairway to chicken burger. Good. It was really good. Buttermilk chicken, uh, nice. a piece of pineapple in it, some bacon, cheese. Real good. And um, the chicks got vegetarian stuff, which also looked pretty good. Uh, so that was second visit. That there? was pretty good. Second visit. Yeah, I'll have to do a second. Although technically, mm. probably a third because. That day that we were at Dyson's house for his birthday, it was his, I think it was his 103rd birthday. And yeah. Brad just rocked in with two boxes of fucking bumping burger sliders. God, that was like Christmas Day. God eh? damn. For someone who is hungrier, <laughs> I was so hungry I could have eaten Dyson's wimpy little cock. And yeah. Dyson's thumbed out semen. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up slamming down a bunch of burgers. Yeah. So it was really good, man. Yeah, yeah it was good. Real good. Apart from that, I guess we just did a gig on the weekend. Yeah, how did that go? Whatever. It happened. I had a good time. So it was a pretty good night. <laughs> I had a whatever, good time. You know? Fucking whatever. Yeah. I like doing that shit. Um, so it was good. Uh, for no bass player on stage. Yeah, how did that different, go? Different sort of thing. I think it was fine. And you know what? I feel like perhaps... It made the other instruments a tad clearer, perhaps, and mm. less intense for the watching punters. But that's just a theory. I have no fucking idea, really. My theory is that the sound wasn't, like, the best that night. So we could have walked up there and shat into a microphone and would have been okay. 
Um, I was noticing all night that the mix was a bit muddy, very mm. lots of sort of shit going on in the low end. And yeah, so I kind of thought, you know what, this is probably as opposed to being at somewhere with like a super clear low end, probably the best venue to not have a bass player at. So got away mm. with that one, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but did all right. And honestly, man, the onstage sound once again uh, played wreck, wrecked havoc on our brains. And uh, yeah, a couple of um, major fuck ups in songs that we've played a ton of times. And I honestly think it's because people like on stage we kind of couldn't hear each other a little bit. And those little cues that you listen out for, um, yeah, couldn't hear them. So yeah, a couple of times Probably I was just right. like, don't know where I am, going to wait for Cabot <laughs> to do a certain move of the shoulder so I know he's into <laughs> that next bit. You, you look for that? Absolutely. Wow, never knew that. Oh man, I look at you constantly. The arsehole region? Mostly, mostly. And I use my x-ray specs <laughs> as well, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all brown for me. Mm. It was good to shake the cobwebs again, even though it hasn't been that long since we did a tour. It's still, I don't know, like, I get quite fucking puffed out very quickly on stage, mainly from singing. But you're running. Um, running. Like, doesn't that give you more lung capacity? Well, it should, yeah. I don't know, but it's a different sort of stuff. And the headbanging thing, which is not a day-to-day exercise that I generally mm. practice, that also hurts. And just the screaming, I think, is, I don't know, a bit of a weird thing. I suppose if you like belt durries and smash piss, it doesn't really <laughs> help your on-stage <laughs> vocal capacity, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm really doing either of those things at the moment, although... I don't know. I'm fucking. Have, can't remember a day where I haven't had a drink of alcohol recently. I know, but that's nothing new, apart yeah. from getting old, perhaps. Getting off. Um, but I don't recall feeling like that on the recent tour. No, um, but yeah, we're starting weekly jams. Oh, that jam's locked in, by the way. Next week. Remind me when? What Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Cool. Colossal Look fuck up. But. I have the room Thursday day and also Thursday night. So, mm. yeah, if you wanted to slide in earlier and do some... And also come early for a jam and also arrive at the rehearsal studio. Yeah, you could do some little cabba thrash shit. But oh, yeah. I'm going to require... Actually, that's a good point. I might have to catch up with you and also suck on the end of your cock and <laughs> borrow your <laughs> little 5150. Yeah. I'm going to do some reamping during that day. For Easy done, mate. My aforementioned little shitty project and also Jesse's Germany thing she did. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway. Sounds good. Your little amp will get another workout and also yep. with you. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> amount of prayers said on this podge. Real good. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to jamming again and doing a tour and seeing Roy mostly. Oh, um, a few things like that. Still organising things for an upcoming tour, which is I generally enjoy. Um, got to you, the next thing on the to-do list is to order some T-shirts for European tour mm-hmm. and pick them up in Europe so that we don't have to take any with us. Yep. And also with you and... Um, cheaper, also much cheaper. A tip-off from one Stuart McGill, who's had a recent good experience over there. So probably do that. 
Uh, the next question would be why, and the question after that <laughs> would be do we just chuck the album cover design on the front and whatever? Why the fuck? Or, something, not, or some new design, I don't know. Oh, yeah, what are we going to do? A fucking European flag covered in cocks. <laughs> no, I think the album cover will suit just nicely. Yeah, yeah. Might might chuck some tour dates on the back just for the lols. Don't know, thinking about it. Man, I dig the lols, hey. One of my favourite things. Nothing wrong with a few good lols. Uh, yeah, and then... You listen to that Primordial song? Yeah. Oh, did I? I love it. And actually, that was Man. the first song because I'm one of those people who likes sneak previews of albums on Spotify. That was the first song that came out and also album. was released on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, was it called no again? Way. Secret... Stolen years. Stolen years, that's it. No way. See that, and now you've highlighted why I should listen to Mm. early release stuff because that was the song off the album that I went, yeah, this is fucking There's that section about three quarters through really cool guitar riff or whatever it is and yeah. Good song, good album, great band. Kicks in with heaviness. Have a seal of approval. Yeah, man, seriously. And that's uh, the song of the week, I'd say, going out today. Oh, yeah? I'd love to put that on. Please, and please. also wear it as a dress. <laughs> I assume it's your album of the week? or No, it was that was my out? album of last week, remember? Ah, I forget everything because I'm always smashing piss. <laughs> what I was going to suggest <laughs> last week was um, Frank Zappa. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, Jesse put this song on the other day on the way to jam. And look. I'm a Zappa fan, but I'm a fan of more of his band that he put together, like the individual dudes, including mm-hmm. Vinnie Colliuta and also Steve Vai <laughs> and others. And also Frank Zappa, the man who just, if you ever watch him in an interview, he's pretty interesting on the music industry and the sort of a lot of the stuff he says like in the late 80s, early 90s is like ultra, ultra relevant. It's almost like he's the soothsayer. Of fucking mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, Zappa music itself, it's a little bit, um, how do you say, Claim the Throne circa 2008 for me. Um, wow, very okay. much with the windows down. But yeah. um, the moments, man, some of the moments in, in Frank Zappa, including this song, Watermelon in Easter Hay, just like a guitar jam for however many minutes that song goes for, nine minutes. <laughs> Is yeah, just fucking so super sick. So I, I would like to play Sweet. that, but I think yep. it needs to be primordial. Okay. Either way, I've got to probably increase my zapper knowledge. So I'll start with that one in my private time. Yeah, you got that and some tissues. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, quite relevant to our new album. As mm. much, you know, as much as this primordial song, listen in, guys, this is a fucking red hot tip and also a secret. <laughs> The <laughs> this primordial song that we're about to play is kind of, I think, somewhere of where we're at as a band. Would you agree with that? In a weird way, I claim the throne. Way, yeah, I yeah. would disagree. Yeah, it, as a whole band, claim the throne to sort of got this shoved up their arsehole, and then. This Frank Zappa song is like the Frank Zappa version of Warrior We're At as well. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Suck yourself okay. off. Do what you can. And yep. Cabba, album of the week, please. Oh, probably just fucking three inches of blood 
Advance and Vanquish, I would assume. It's what I've been listening to all week. Recently got my lady into it. She likes that sort of stuff. Hadn't heard him before, and it's been blasting every day since the end. I'm not mad at that. You had that on the other day when I was there. Yeah. Yeah, got home drunk, blasted that. I never liked that they had two lead vocalists, one guy singing and one guy screaming. But listening back to it for what it is, it sounds really cool. Yeah, well, you, you wouldn't know if you didn't know that. Like if you were mm. just listening to the album, it's kind of like that thing where you're saying, should I get a Behringer delay or should I get a fucking boss super chorus? Like if no one knows what you're pressing on, I don't think anyone would give a rat's ass, you know? <laughs> so for me, you pointed that out. You said, oh yeah, there's two vocalists in this band and I'm waiting for it. Oh, so where's the second vocalist? Oh, he's a clean singing one. Well, okay, the screaming guy is pitching his notes. So mm. which one's which? But yeah, it took yeah. me a little while to figure it out. And they were a band when that came out. I'm pretty sure it came out on Roadrunner. Yeah. At the time of the gradual decline of new metal, I think it, they were like popping into that somehow out of nowhere, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah, um, definitely. But anyway. Yeah, on the Roadrunner United, you remember that thing? I do. Yeah, the guy plays guitar, rhythm guitar on one of the songs. It's oh, like okay. three inches of blood. Who the fuck's that? And listened to it and was like, this is not for me. And then <laughs> I went to Hippo Creek with Martin Lloyd and Jim Parker. And Jim's ringtone was to Phallotripsy. And he used to let... Sorry, ringtone. Message tone. And it was like 10 seconds yeah, of cephalotripsy, yeah. super loud. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, in this right fancy restaurant with old people there and Jim's messages, <laughs> of course, go off like a thousand times. And we're exiting Hutton Street on the freeway. Don't know mm-hmm. where to go to. And yeah, it was like three inches of blood. It's like, oh, I don't know, man. But then listening to it the other day, however many years on, 10 years later, like, yeah, this is, yeah, you know. Maybe I've grown up or something. Yeah, hopefully not. But Yeah, interesting, one of those things. And I think an album that can be heard 10 plus years later and people not being able to even notice that that says something or to hear it once and then hear it again 10 years later and still like it, I don't know. Is that a 10-year-old album? Uh, I can't remember the year exactly, but yeah, at least I'd say. Get out. Yeah, because okay. they, they had three or four albums or more. Um, and I think that was maybe the second. No way. So I would guess somewhere around the 2004 mark without going on to Goodjill. 2004? Fucking hell. I'm going to check now because I'm probably way fucking off. Even still, man. Like, yeah. I mean, you're right. That was years ago that I heard that stuff and... Now, I guess at some point in your life, what you do you grow know? up. There you go. Roadrunner Records. Hey, one thing we should quickly mention is that app that uh, my friend from work who attended the gig told us about, which was yeah. Discover with an R. Yep. And he said to me, oh, yeah, this is how I find out about new music. Put in anything you like. And I said, okay, and can I also tell you a, a song or an album? <laughs> and he, um, he entered... And also typed in Moon Sorrow. <laughs> and what came up and was presented was <laughs> Managam, Vintersorg, Fintroll, and maybe like Dark Tranquility and a couple of other songs. And I thought, no way. Like, 
this thing is pretty interesting to spit up and also show you those sort of bands while using it. So that could be pretty cool. And what it does is it is it puts those little bands in orbs, which is the theme of our last album. And then you click on one of them, like Managarm, and then it then presents you branches with, off, yeah, yeah, with more bands. And then what was interesting about it would not really great for me, but you can play that artist on Spotify by clicking yep. on that thing. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, man. My only question is, and I wonder how much it is linked to Spotify because you can Spotify you can quite easily search an artist and go to the related artist section and it will list uh, all the same sort of thing just it doesn't look as user friendly as that nice tree yeah, branch okay. style discover thing does but I wonder if they're just using the same algorithm to spit out and also find similar bands you know um, and like, it also costs $2.99 oh he said it was free hmm. spewing so but good, great way to find new music. Yeah, interesting enough. And the reason why is because I don't have Spotify. Yep. And when he showed me that, I thought, this is good. Finally, I can find out about bands from 1997 <laughs> and not have to worry about what Metal Storm thinks is the best album of 2018. So it could come in handy for someone who uses Apple Music. Yep, I, can. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, the end. Podge over. All right, let's leave the lodge for another week. Mm. Should we close the door and lock it? Don't throw away the key. We need that. Stop.